You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know, so let's get into it. Kicking us off this week is the announcement of Intelligence Enterprise Veterinary Practice Report. What Intelligence has put together is a dive into the dynamic and rapidly expanding sector of the veterinary care market. If you've wanted to know who, what, where, all the different corporate groups in veterinary medicine are doing, where they own things, what their ideas are, and what's pushing them forward, make sure that you are subscribed to the Fountain Report or check out Intelligence's website. You'll be able to download the Enterprise Veterinary Practice Report and make sure that you stay tuned. There's a lot of cool new things that are going to be coming out in association with this report, and you may even get a very special episode of The Birdbath here where we talk to the people behind it to understand why this is important and what else we should expect Intelligence to bring to market for us in 2024. An uplifting story coming out of our French-Canadian friends, Quebec has passed a ban on several cosmetic surgeries for pets. The new rules outlaw vocal cord removal, ear cropping, tail trimming, and cat declawing for aesthetic purposes. These rules make Ontario the only province in Canada without a ban on cat declawing. This is actually way ahead of what we have here in the U.S. It's something that's gone state by state, but the majority of the country does still allow quite a bit of these cosmetic surgeries for pets. What we've seen and when I was doing my research here was that there's individual cities that have outlawed it. California is obviously a big part on that. We haven't seen states really jump on board, but we have seen multiple cities and a few states in the nation to to jump on. Uh, a ban of this kind. Uh, New York set up a civil penalty against owners. Los Angeles, Denver, San Francisco, they all had been ahead of the curve and have had these sort of bans in place for the past couple years or maybe four actually. But even in California where we expect to see a lot of these animal first type movements take place, less than a dozen cities have actually enacted a ban um, and the overall state hasn't banned any of these sort of things. So it's something that we're starting to see trickle down. Um, I know it's something that's very important to a lot of veterinarians out there and, and actually um, a city in my, my home state here in Texas, El Paso, has been working to pass a ban on, on these sort of cosmetic surgeries. So something very interesting to see that the ban in, in Quebec actually covered a little bit more than just those, you know, cosmetic pieces, but they've actually added in additional regulations that ban euthanasia by inhalation, a ban on leashing an animal without a collar, a ban on mating animals whose sizes are incompatible, which let's just say that's probably convenient or a little more pleasant for everyone, and a ban on feeding meat to pet pigs. So some things I didn't know needed to be banned, but when you read it, it just kind of makes sense. So As more states come out with these things, I'll be sure to keep you all up to date on it. A big earnings report that a lot of people keep their eye on if you're a weirdo like me that enjoys reading earnings reports, but IDEX put out their Q4 earnings reports for 2023. And in that report, revenue was up 9% on a reported basis 
uh, and up to $902 million. They attributed that growth uh, as a driver of companion animal group growth of 10% on on their reported basis. Now, each time they do their earnings reports, they also send out a snapshot, which if you're looking for a birdbath-sized version of these things, you can check those out. But all of the numbers in this snapshot were up except for some numbers that are extremely important probably to people working in clinic or looking to make investments into the veterinary clinic space. Now, IDEX showed the total practice revenue was up, but the visit growth on a year-over-year basis was down, and these numbers have actually been negative since Q1 2022. This quarter, they were down 1.2%. The hardest hit portion within the veterinary sector that they showed were wellness visits. These numbers have been down consistently in IDEX reporting since 2022. So one thing, though, that that's interesting is, is perhaps understanding where these numbers are driven from. From my research, IDEX reports that the 2023 figures and previous figures off of five PIMs. I, I believe now that they have EasyVet in their portfolio, they're reporting off of six PIMs and about 7,500 practices as their benchmark. In 2023, they estimated 335 million U.S. total visits. So I wanted to go back and, and actually pulled up some of the earnings reports for the past few years. And what I was able to find, though, was... Uh, some downward trends, but not as stark as it sounds when you say numbers have been down for the past two plus years. So what I saw in the numbers here was that in 2019, which was the first year that IDEX put this in their snapshot, they were reporting about 360 million U.S. total visits. 2020 was 320, which we all think about 2020 as being this massive influx of practices, but IDEX's numbers actually report a lower number. 2021, there was an estimated 340, as well as in 2022, there were also 340 million total visits. So, you know, it it was showing from the figures a a peak number there around 360 down to 335 million U.S. total visits currently. But what I'm seeing when I look at these figures is I'm I'm curious to find the raw data behind this. It's it's not something they're going to give me uh, access to, but it is interesting to see that the numbers are down 5 million. So that 1.2% drop year over year does make sense. But when you think about the fact that, yes, the number's negative, we are still seeing 335 million total visits. Uh, I also think that you might not see as many of the telemedicine appointments, although I don't think that 5 million of those would account for that difference. But um, if anyone does get into those figures or, or if IDEX wants to reach out, I, I'd love to look at some of the more raw data behind this. It's something that interesting. It, it's It was brought up by a few different parties online and, and ways that people are saying, hey, we do have a shortage in staffing. No, we don't. Numbers are down. Visits are down. But spending is up. So let's figure it out. What I like to try to do for, for all of the listeners and whenever I have conversations with people is, is try to thread together these different pieces. People are spending more money. Average revenue of practices is up. So it's a positive outcome. But the number of visits is down and the wellness visits are down. So if we look at that and we compare that to the rise of a lot of the increase of urgent care as well as independent practices that are doing extended hours within their clinics, you may start to see that more people are tending to an on-demand type service as that availability of 
reservations or as the availability of appointments with veterinarians is less available, it might be pushing people to do less wellness exams, doing more higher cost, urgent or emergency visits. So let's piece these things together. I'm going to keep up to date on it. As you know, every quarter, every year, I'm always keeping up to date on this for you. Another good news story came from PetDX. A story was published in the Journal of American Veterinary Medical Association, the JAVMA, and it was a PetDX study showing that the company's novel oncocanine screen liquid biopsy test provides high sensitivity for seven common cancer types that are often difficult to detect in dogs by physical exam alone. You've got my interest. I have golden retrievers. And so this is something that is constantly on my mind when I think about two of my favorite dogs in the world. What they found in this study, though, was that these cancer types, the the seven that the test finds, are, are often extremely aggressive and require prompt intervention and have typically been associated with improved outcomes when they're detected and treated early. So All around great news what we're having here. In the study, they even showed that there was a low false positivity rate of less than 1.5% in cancer-free dogs. So it's really cool to see ways where people are detecting cancers or or life-threatening illnesses in our animals and finding ways to be able to treat these with non-invasive that can actually then lead to the opportunity to save lives and improve outcomes of the pets. In a quote, Dr. Andy Flory, the chief medical officer at PetDX and and the study's lead author, said, Previously published research has shown that only around 10% of cancer cases are currently detected in dogs prior to the onset of clinical signs. The oncocanine screen test can act as a complement to the physical exams to increase the number and types of cancers detectable during routine wellness visits which we are seeing going down, but we are seeing the cost of those going up. The availability of comprehensively validated blood-based cancer detection tools that can be readily incorporated into preventative care protocols opens the door to the development of cancer screening guidelines for early cancer detection in dogs. Super cool what they're doing here. I think about this paired with what Loyal is bringing to the market and the opportunity for us to be able to find ways to to really have our, our furry friends stay with us as long as possible, but not just extending the lifespan, but ultimately looking to extend the quality of life for animals across the world. So congratulations to PetDX. If you watch the Super Bowl this weekend, or as the legal team might make me call it, the big game, you might have been singing Viva Las Vegas right alongside Travis Kelsey, and it was so inspiring that I have to go and see what it was all about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably haven't already booked your flight to be at WVC in Las Vegas next week. Myself, as well as a lot of the people behind Intelligence, as well as my other teammates, are going to all be there making sure that we can find out all of the latest and greatest things that are happening in veterinary medicine. If you want to grab some time and catch up, I'm all over the city, and I also like to spend a lot of time with my team at Digital at booth 1885. So make sure to check me out there or say hello if you see me walking around. I always love hearing from people firsthand how they're enjoying the show and what other kind of stories I can bring to you. And if you're looking for more on these stories that are reported and other spectacular stories, join us by subscribing to The Fountain Report. There's always a link in the bio. 
And don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating the show. For The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week. 